Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Well, as I have shared with you in our call to worship, we are going to be dealing with this concept of Jubilee. In Hebrew, Yovel. And as I also shared a few minutes ago, that word Yovel, according to the Bible, relates to liberty and freedom. And in order to have such freedom and liberty, we need to learn how to trust God in all things. Now, we know that hunger is a strong desire. And so frequently, people can be manipulated when they are deprived food. But God is very different. God teaches us, He blesses us when we trust Him for our daily needs. And we learn from Messiah Himself that when we walk in trust, faith, depending upon God, God will move in our life in a mighty way and brings about a transformation whereby we can become instruments that manifest his glory in this world so with that said take out your bible and look with me to that chapter i mentioned earlier the book of leviticus and chapter 25. now we're going to see that some of the things that that are said in this first part of this 25th chapter are not going to be fully understood today because a principle of scripture is this sometimes scripture interprets scripture meaning that it's through other revelation within the word of god that we understand passages that we look at today when we look at a greater portion of scripture that that mystery that difficulty within the text becomes clarified in other words the word of god itself explains it and we're going to see some difficulty some things that that don't make sense but next week when we revisit this 25th chapter and press on it's going to become clearer to us so let's begin the book of leviticus 25 chapter 25 beginning with verse 1 where we read and the lord spoke to moses where at mount sinai saying now mount sinai is a place of worship remember we also call mount sinai mount horeb and this is where moses experienced god in a powerful way in a unique way when he encountered god through that burning bush experience And remember that bush was burning but was not consumed that bush was overcoming fire and fire frequently represents judgment god's judgment 
and we learn that it's through redemption and why do i bring redemption into it because it was there moses that he heard god's plan for redemption for his people god's people and the people of moses and even beyond that for those who were in egypt in bondage and therefore we find that redemption is the only cure for bondage and moses is going to be challenged and he was at mount sinai to take that message and do the work of redemption being that vessel that faithful vessel to god so once again verse one and the lord spoke to moses at mount sinai saying verse two speak to the children of israel and you will say unto them for when you come to the land and this next part is emphatic the land which i am giving to you now notice there's a promise here of the land and that promise is something that is also relevant in the last days now there is a a bible teacher that i personally don't have respect for i believe strongly he is a false teacher and the person i'm speaking of is a man by the name of nt wright now he doesn't get in my opinion many things correct and what we find here is this he does not understand that there are promises that god has made to israel and a remnant of israel will fulfill those promises they will become the recipients of what god has said he's going to do and that involves returning the people back to the land this man feels that it was simply a a human action because of the holocaust that the land of israel once again became the nation of israel that people began to return there in in a mighty way after the holocaust but actuality even before the holocaust people were beginning to return to land i see significance in that that it's not the work of man but rather the work of god why because god specifically says in prophecy that he will do that as we approach the last days so it's not a a happening by chance not an occurrence through the desires of men or the activity of men god is bringing it about because he said he would and we need to understand something that the words and the promises that god makes in the old testament are still true it is not because there is a new testament that everything in the old testament is rendered void and no longer in force that is false we don't see that in fact one of the things that good theologians know is this there is something called the continuity of scripture what is that it teaches us those important things that were said in the old testament become the same important things in the new testament and this is what people like nt wright simply don't understand that god keeps his word both the words in the old and the words 
in the new. And when we look here, we see something, and the reason why it's emphatic and emphasized, look at the last part of, of verse 2 where it says, Asher ani noten lechem, which means which I am giving, and it's in the present. Now, I've shared with you when in the Hebrew text the present tense is used. Some would call within the Christian community, this being a present participle, it makes no difference what you call it. It's that you identify this construction. And when it appears in the scripture, it causes that statement, that phrase that the present tense is found in to become emphatic. So God is emphasizing that I am giving to you, and it's maybe better understood by the phrase for you, and then what does it say and the land shall do something the land shall cease stop it's a word in the verbal form for shabbat so the land shall cease a sabbath unto the lord a shabbat unto the lord now what we're talking about is that something that god has said must happen specifically and uniquely to the land of israel now can a person apply that to a a land a piece of land farmland somewhere else well he can but specifically the context demands the land of israel it is unique it is a special land and it's tied to the will and the purposes of god so he says that this land what i'm giving to you the land will cease it will stop for what purpose a shabbat unto the lord and what type of shabbat well look now to verse three where he says six years you shall sow your field and six years you shall prune your vineyards and you shall gather up its yield so it's it's produce the word here for yield is produce what comes from that activity of tending to the land sowing it and also tending to the vineyards there's going to be an outcome there's going to be a result there's going to be in other words a harvest and of course this harvest is important because it sustains life correct well not entirety we find that god is the sustainer of life and what he's challenging the people to do is to demonstrate trust in him do what he says because he is the author and the giver and the sustainer of life so even if it makes no human sense no scientific sense we trust god this is what he's challenging the people do if they're going to grow look now to verse four he says and in the seventh year a shabbat shabbaton most of the time it's translated a sacred shabbat will be unto the land a shabbat unto the lord now here's what's important we do it unto the lord we do it because he commands and we believe that there's a blessing 
and there is goodness and there is a response from god for those who obey him do you believe that if you do obey his word that's the wisest thing that a person can do and this is an example where god is going to command as he is there's going to be a result what is that result god's faithfulness is going to be manifested and as we learn about that faithful god we will grow in our ability to trust him not just in certain things but here's the key that we'll trust him in all things that's what we're called to do that's what maturity spiritual maturity brings about we trust god whatever he says we know that it's factual that we can take it to heart that we can implement it in our life and it's going to bring about a good outcome so he says here look again at verse four in the seventh year a a sabbath solemn rest shall be unto the land the word shabbat relates to rest a shabbat unto the lord and he says your field you shall not sow and your vineyard you shall not prune verse five now even if you don't do anything to the land you don't tend your vineyard you don't sow seed into the ground there's going to be from the fact that that seeds were spilled and dropped and what just happens naturally there's going to be what and look at the next verse verse five Safiach. Safiach is what grows on its own accord so he says this this growing on its own accord of your harvest you shall not harvest meaning on that seventh year what grows upon its own accord by itself you didn't plant it you didn't tend to the field you did nothing in the field but there is a aftergrowth a natural growth a a production from the field by itself and he commands us hear this he says do not harvest that you shall not harvest and your grapes the grapes of this unattended grapes you shall not as well gather why he says it again shanat shabbaton a year of of sacred rest shall there be unto the land now again does this make sense it does not why do we do it because god commands and it's a great example of doing something not because it's rational or logical to our own perspective what we can understand we do it because god commands it and this demonstrates that we are under his authority one of the things that is wise to do is to begin to say to yourself what am i doing and write these things down what am i doing that demonstrates to god and demonstrates to other because a testimony a witness is what we're called to to have what is it in my life that is showing god and others that i am under his authority when you're asked that question how are you manifesting that you are under god's authority how would you answer that are there things tangible things that come into your mind that you can state 
that you can say that shows that you respond to his word his commandments see one of the reasons why commandments are so controversial because people don't want to be under his authority and they come up with a lot of foolish theology to try to justify that the law is is done away with now can we keep the law in the way that the bible commands we cannot but through the spirit and i want to emphasize that through the spirit we can behave in a way where the righteousness of the law is fulfilled if we're walking not in the flesh but in the spirit who said that the apostle paul where did he say it the book of romans chapter 8 and verse 4. now so many times i encounter people and they'll make all types of statements concerning the commandments of god usually very negative and say well that was but not now these things are done away with well even though we have no temple no altar and there's other reasons why we cannot fulfill the the law of moses in the way that the scripture reveals don't think that the law has lost all relevance paul tells us that that law can be used as a way of convicting us showing our need for forgiveness showing our need for for god's involvement his grace into our life so he says here in this verse a year of sacred rest shall be unto the land verse 6 and it shall be a shabbat of the land and here's why i like for you now here's something that is confusing because we were just told that that after growth what grows from the field or from the vineyard on its own without any involvement from us there's going to be a a production and what does he say well look here verse verse six he says and it shall be a shabbat of the land for you to eat for you and for your servant and for your maidservant and for your hired hand and for the one who dwells there and the stranger who is with you now what's he talking about here this shabbat well as i said we're going to be able to better answer that question next week when we see later on in this 25th chapter what he was referring to but let me pause for a moment and and share with you some of the the laws that are relating to this shemitah year now even though we're talking about jubilee in a few moments we're going to see that the jubilee year shanat yovel the jubilee year consists of seven shemitot that is seven times seven years of shemitah and shemitah is that seventh year and that's what we're talking about now when you don't sow the field you don't prune your vineyards you do nothing and this seven times seven comes out and we'll see this in a moment to 49 and then the next year is the jubilee year the 50th year 
and what we know from the laws of Shemitah is this that the one who is poor they can't eat from that aftergrowth what grows on its own you cannot harvest it but a a poor person can go and take of it you cannot sell it meaning this is my land this is my my growth it belongs to me no not that year it belongs to the stranger the foreigner the poor the destitute those who are hungry and what do they do they can't take what's there and sell it but they can take what's there to eat it but the landowner cannot benefit from it directly we'll talk more about that and specify some things in a moment but look if you would to verse 7 it says but for your animals and for the beasts which is in your land it shall be all the produce that is the produce of the land to eat meaning this the animals are exempt they can eat from that you can let them go in that field and they can eat so it basically becomes what's called in hebrew hefker which is mainly you might translate it in one sense nobody's land and that means that that anyone a human being or an animal can can come and eat of it but not harvest not take and sell only to eat of it for sustenance the one who is poor or the animals whether they are the domesticated animals or the wild animals are able to to eat of it and he says look at verse 8 and you shall count and you might say you shall count for yourself seven shabbatot these seven uh uh years of sabbath rest and then he tells us what he means by that seven years seven times they shall be for you he says days of the seven shabbatons of years these seven sets of seven years shall be for you and we know seven times seven equals look at the last part of verse eight it says tasha which is nine they are beim, which is 40, so 49 years. So seven times seven. This cycle, we go through it seven times and we come out on the 49th year at the conclusion of these seven cycles. And then he tells us what to do. Look at verse 9. And the shofar. Now, the term shofar is important because... The word shofar comes from a Hebrew word, a root word, which is related to improvement. And when we trust God, we are going to improve spiritually. And that spiritual improvement will affect every aspect of our being, our existence, in every way. So we are going to cause the shofar, and we have the shofar, and after that, we have something very important here. We have the word teruah, which is the sounding of the shofar. So the shofar, not simply any trumpet, but the ram's horn. So we have two different words. 
one for those silver trumpets and the other one for the ram's horn they're both sometimes translated trumpets but they're very very different one is made of silver the other one's from that ram's horn and he says here you take the ram's horn and you sound it and what is the purpose of the sounding of the shofar that ram's horn it reminds us and hear this it reminds us of god's provision did you hear that it reminds us of god's provision and this is what god wants to remind the people that he is a god who provides so he says look at verse 9 the shofar and the implication is the sound of the shofar you shall cause to pass when in the seventh month seven has to do with the purposes of god on the 10th day of the month what what day is that well when we studied the festivals of israel we learn this is yom kippur so god he provides forgiveness he provides his grace in order that we can demonstrate obedience to him and it says on the day of atonements yom hakippurim on the day of atonements you shall pass the shofar in all your land what does that mean in all your land no one is excluded how do we understand that this is relevant for everyone now it's a wonderful principle that we learn to trust god to take his instructions let me say it differently take his commandments apply them to our life so that god provides and that provision is going to bring about an improvement a spiritual improvement which as i said will impact every aspect of our life verse 10 and you shall sanctify shanat hamashim shana which means and the 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 word for year appears twice most most bibles don't reflect that they just ignore it because it's awkward let me translate it literally you shall sanctify the 50th year year why is that word repeated twice because the word for year shana has to do with change and this is what god's saying he's bringing about every 50 years a unique change and he says and you shall call that is a proclamation you shall proclaim and this is this word that i talked about in our call to worship i'll repeat myself the word dwar which means liberty and freedom but a specific type of liberty and freedom to serve god and he says you to proclaim dwar liberty and the land for all notice that for all of its inhabitants a jubilee it shall be for you notice it shall be for you god doesn't need the jubilee he's not lacking anything god doesn't need to change he's perfect he's eternally perfect eternally perfect in the past eternally perfect forever and ever and ever he doesn't need change but you do and i do and here we see this this yovel principle the jubilee principle trust god so he says here it is a jubilee for you and he says a man and the implication is every man you shall return to his inheritance his possession 
a man to his family meaning his family possession you shall return meaning and here's what i like this is speaking about and the key word here that we should have in our mind is the word restoration now we know something the purpose of the jubilee year is a restoration to the will of god you said well where's that taught in the bible i'm going to tell you it is taught because if a person is going through a hard time he's able to under the situation being drastic desperate he's able to sell his inheritance he ought not but if he's in such a dire situation he can but the jubilee comes and it's restored to him things are put back in god's order what god intended so we see here the teaching the jubilee that yovel is for god's will to be restored to you now if you don't believe god's will is the best for you then you're not going to take these words to heart and you're probably not going to be one that listens much to our organization but if you believe that god's restoration to his will is the best thing that can happen to you and it is then you're going to be paying attention to these things verse 11 it is a jubilee the 50th year and then he says again a year shall be for you that's exactly what it says yovel he shanat ha hamashim a jubilee it is the 50th year a year shall be for you he says it again it's all for us and if you want that benefit he says do not uh, sow and do not harvest this this aftergrowth what grows naturally and he says here you shall not gather up the the unattended and the implication is the unattended grapes why look at verse 12 he says it again for it is a yovel and it is holy for you from your land you shall eat of the produce now what does he mean for the land you shall eat from the produce well if you read all this chapter you would know the answer and we're going to talk about that next week but again god shows himself faithful before he expects us to demonstrate faith in him did you hear that this is god's nature this is what he does and we'll see it in assurance next week god is going to show us he will be faithful first he'll put things on the table show us his faithfulness lay it down in front of us and now he says i want you to be faithful as well that's god's nature so it's not a blind faith it's a faith that comes from the truth of god god manifesting his character and i said next week it will become more clarified verse 12 for it is a jubilee holy it shall be for you from the land you shall eat of its produce we'll understand that next week verse 13 in the jubilee this jubilee year you shall return a man to his possession 
again he's emphasizing restoration so it's through you trusting in god's faithfulness that you're going to experience this restoration in your life verse 14. now this is very very significant for understanding the book of root in root we know that naomi and root were very poor therefore they they had to sell this partial of land that was to the husband of of naomi by the name of elimelech and we see that boaz did it and remember at first at first that that uh redeemer literally the redeemer the one that should have acted this way he wanted to redeem it but when he found out that he was going to have to pay full price why full price because there was no heir but boaz said but you have to take root as a wife and produce an heir and he says no way can i do that it will ruin me financially why he would be paying full price for land and then lose it in about a year so he didn't want to do it and he refused a shameful thing not trusting god why do i say that it was something that he initially wanted to do well look at verse 14 it says for you shall sell and this is what you're selling to your associate or purchase from the hand of your associate meaning just a fellow man a neighbor do not oppress a man his brother meaning we're all family don't oppress someone so why would they say that well because what's what's the price you're going to be selling or you are going to be purchasing and you shall if you're selling it make a reasonable price if you're purchasing you should pay a reasonable price how do you know what's reasonable well he's going to tell us look at the next verse he says in the number of years after jubilee you shall show acquire it from your your neighbor your associate and the number of years of the produce he shall sell it to you now what it means by the number of years if it's a long time after jubilee let's say 25 years right in the halfway point well because it's half therefore the value of that land should be half because he's only going to benefit from it for 25 years half and then it's going to go back so it'll be a reduced price but instead of being in the middle part if it's right after maybe a year or two then that price is going to be more because he'll benefit longer from it so the more produce he can can receive the more that he's going to pay or the higher price that you can demand that's what it's saying now going back to the story of of ruth we know something he would have had to pay full price why there was no heir but he was going to have to produce an heir and that would cause him to lose what he paid full price and he didn't want to do it he refused it and it's all based and this is another example of scripture interpreting scripture what we read in verses 14 and 15. now go to verse 16. he says according to the abundance of years you shall multiply its its price and according to the fewness 
of the years meaning the the less years the number of years you shall reduce its price for the number of produce it is for the selling of you meaning this how many years of production are you going to get from it the price should be based upon that not on something else don't oppress one another don't go for a lower price because he's really in need he's desperate so because he's desperate instead of giving him what what i should i'll give him less because he'll take no matter what because he's got to get something don't be that way don't oppress this is what he's saying in this passage and he says it again look if you would to verse 17. this is where again we see that word for oppressing our last verse verse 17. and a man do not oppress him meaning his associate his neighbor his friend his colleague why shouldn't you do that well here it is you shall fear from the lord your god meaning fear think of doing business with god would you want to try to cheat god this is the price of something and you offer it uh, as a higher price because well god can afford it certainly he can pay more from that therefore i want more is that how you would respond to god and the point here is that think of dealing business with god because you really are because god is going to see what you're doing and respond he's involved in this and that's why he says you shall fear from your god for i am the lord your god and the word god here has to do with judging god is an active judge he knows all things he sees all things and he knows how to put things in order and when you are behaving out of god's order you can expect that god to move and act in your life in a way that's going to bring you into obedience if you are an oppressor you are going to experience the oppressiveness of god he's going to put that pressure that that stress that anxiety why he wants you to repent and obey him so this uh commandment of yovel the jubilee is an important commandment we'll talk more about it next week as we press on in this 25th chapter until then my hope is that god is blessing you that you are walking in dependence and trust upon the lord that you are demonstrating faithfulness and you are experiencing the faithfulness of god until next week shalom from his well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.